And thank you. My name is Ray, Ray Flemings. I'm with Stipple. And I'm here to briefly talk about images and how they can be used to support artists and deliver your content throughout the web. Most people don't realize, but more people will look at your images than listen to your music, watch your videos, and visit your website on a combined basis. The problem is that as your images travel the web, they leave lots of content behind. So here we have a sample page, DJ Earthworm. And he's got three pieces of content on his blog. He's got his album artwork up top. He's put his SoundCloud song that he wants to stream and a video uh, for that song on his web page. So in this example, this is R&B, goes and grabs his album artwork to write a blog post about it. The album artwork, obviously, they just drag and drop the image to their desktop and post it to the blog. So they've now got the album artwork, but none of the other content is right there with it. So if you click the read more button, maybe the user goes onto the second page after they read the blog post, then they see the, um, the SoundCloud. What if people do, as This Is R&B has asked, and actually press the tweet button? What if they press the Facebook button and that album artwork gets tweeted out or winds up on a Facebook page? DJ Earthworm in this example is completely disconnected from that content. He has no idea how many people look at it. He has no idea. He can't deliver any commerce. He can't sell any products, and he has no idea what's going on inside that content. Stipple's solution is simple. Ensuring that your images contain the content that you want to share. So here we've linked four pieces of content inside the album artwork. We've put a link to buy the song on iTunes. We've put another dot here for the SoundCloud song, and you can play the music in line. We've put another note on the artist, and we've put the YouTube music video. All four pieces of that content are embedded inside of the image. All four pieces of that content would follow the image to This Is R&B, to Twitter, and to Facebook, and work in stream without permissions, plugins, downloads, or, or any special permissions. I'd like to give you a live demo of something that we did in the last week or so for a recording artist you may have heard of. Justin Timberlake is releasing an album this year. He chose to use Stipple to deliver his album artwork and uh, several other things that he's introducing. So here on our service, you can take a peek at some of the things that he decided to embed in his, inside his image. But as you go around the web, you see that that image is the same way at justintimberlake.com. That very same content is there. On Twitter, he decided to post this tweet. And the tweet was retweeted a bunch. So here, you know, all of these different places have retweeted it, Mashable, Sony Music, et cetera, et cetera. And everyone who retweets it, they're continuing the marketing of that content because it contains the same linked content that Justin wanted to share with it. Ditto on Facebook. You come in, in stream on Facebook, there's the music video right there in stream on Facebook. It's playable, it's completely consumable. Mashable writes an article about it, sorry about that. And here in the article that Mashable writes, the viewers are also able to control that same content. The Hollywood Reporter decides to write an article about it. The content follows it to the Hollywood Reporter. People.com is also a Stipple user, delivering other content there in and around Justin. And one of the most interesting things about this is that Justin retains complete control over everything that lives inside that content. So if Justin wanted to come back and add a new piece of content, let's say he has a new single or a new video that he'd like to add to it, by adding that content to the master photo on Stipple, all copies of that photo throughout the web uh, receive that very same content. Jumping back here to the deck, two more slides. I'd like to show you the results. Um, so three days ago when we pulled the numbers, uh, 
again, he released this to the world via Twitter, literally one tweet. Um, it generated 314,000 unique, 315,000 unique image views. Every 1,000 views of that image resulted in 714 mouse overs or touches of those dots. Every 1,000 views generated 741 engagements. It did so on about 60 different websites uh, that Stipple provided that content through. Here's a, a little sample. There's about 100,000 views of the image at Stipple, 73,000 at Twitter. You pick up interesting and little-known information, Papal Pop, a blog I had never heard of, that Justin's team realized that a Spanish-language music blog would actually outperform JustinTimberlake.com in terms of viewership. Uh, I certainly didn't know it, and it was counterintuitive. These sorts of things help you to build your audience, connect with your fans, engage them. You can deliver commerce. You can deliver music. You can deliver ticket sales. You can deliver Google Maps to venues. You can deliver track listings. You can deliver any piece of content uh, that would live on the web. I'd love to talk to the Ustream person, incidentally. We'd like to get Ustream inside of Stipple at some point soon. Um, so lastly, uh, what differentiates Stipple and what makes it, what makes it a, a great tool for, for artists? Uh, we essentially enable you to control your image audience. Again, more people look at your photos than listen to your music, than watch your videos. Why? Because if you look at a photo in one second, you've seen it. It takes you three and a half minute long commitment to watch a video, to listen to a song. We can automatically tag your content. One of Stipple's big differentiators is, hey, if you've got a thousand images that need to be tagged, you're not going to sit there and drop all those dots on them one by one by one by hand by hand by hand. And we're the only tool in the market that does that for you on an automated basis. We also automatically distribute content. Websites that are our partners like People and other things, if you're successful in getting your content up on big sites, uh, your content will follow it. And lastly, uh, we're the only service that powers this on both Facebook, Twitter, mobile devices, and many of the web's biggest sites. I'm short on time, so I'll take a couple of questions if, if you want to know anything. I think they want you to have a microphone, though. Given that most file formats are standardized, how can your file carry the, this other information and yet be interactive in the way you say? Such a wonderful question. Since there's been an internet, the way images work on the internet has, have been broken. You take a picture with your cell phone, you put it up on Facebook. Your phone knew where you were, but you look at the phone on Facebook. Can you see your location information on Facebook? Nope. So you write a description, you tag your friends. One of your friends sees it, and they put it up on their Tum blog. Do the people tags you put on Facebook travel with it to Tumblr? Nope. You've got to write a blog post about it on Tumblr. Someone sees it on Tumblr. They tweet it. Does the blog post you wrote on Tumblr travel with it to Twitter? No, you've got to write a tweet, so forth and so on. Uh, major web services delete metadata. All of them delete metadata. The way that Stipple works is we fingerprint your images. And we have an API so that websites, publishers, and developers can essentially ask Stipple, Stipple, do you recognize this photo? And in less than a second, through our fingerprinting technology, we can say, yes, we recognize this photo. It's Justin Timberlake's cover art. These three pieces of content go with it. And we can put that content back on that image and cache it all sub-second. And so we essentially have a service, an image recognition service, uh, that allows us to solve the problem that all of the big walled gardens delete your metadata. And it prevents you from delivering a consistent marketing message across all of these platforms. So, People with content are constantly, I mean, think about the nightmare we've all faced of updating our content on 20 different services, right? You're an artist, you, oh, Instagram, now I've got to go over there and do this, and Twitter. And you're just kind of playing um, a game where you spend your days using all of these services. Great. Thanks a lot, Thank you. 
Yeah, I think there's a there's a big need for things like this because right now, like, you you share something and you just completely lose control of it. Like, and I I see this when I'm writing articles for TechCrunch. Like, I create an image, like I I hack something together in Preview, Photoshop, Sketch, and you know I want it to be always linked back to what I've written, but it it just it all comes apart so quickly when people start sharing it and remixing it. And it'd be great to find a way to be able to actually have a hold of and, and be able to track the way that, uh, that you share information and instead of feeling like you're just disconnected the moment you publish. So thanks a lot. Let's, uh, let's see what we got next. So I'm Vicki Nauman and I'm with a company called 7Digital and I'm not doing a demo. I'm going to speak to you, which is the original social network of communication. But uh, we're a music platform and we are headquartered in London and we like to position ourselves in between all of the tech companies and the music labels and the publishers. And we are a little bit of masochists, but we're here to help you because a lot of people come to these tech events and they say, I have a music idea, I want to build an app. I need a set of rights, I need a catalog, I need a trusted partner, and I want to roll out in five countries. How hard can that be? And if you start asking around, you'll know that it actually is quite difficult. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about the way 7Digital works. We are API-based. We have a platform that has rights in 37 territories from all the four major labels and the independent labels and the publishers. Um, underneath the API, there are a set of software methods that enable the streaming endpoint, purchasing subscriptions, um, you know, subscription management, a lot of different things that are very modular according to the application that you're building. And then we also have a set of rights, and those rights enable third parties to build DMCA-style radio, integrated MP3 purchasing, uh, on-demand streaming, which is something new that we started to do a year ago. Uh, we also work with a lot of brands and are able to bring music into their applications. And what differentiates us from other companies that are in the space is that you, you look at the big companies like Apple, Amazon, and Google, and everything is in a, in a very vertical stack so that you have hardware, software, content, and devices, and everything is in that one stack. We believe that the more powerful approach and the more democratized approach to music is having a horizontal approach so that our music, instead of trying to drive everyone to our destination, that we want to bring our music into a lot of different applications. And we work with big enterprise level companies like HP and Samsung and Toshiba, Acer, Lenovo, T-Mobile. That's our, what our, app, our platform has been built for. But we also work with a lot of startups and small companies that innovate and use the API in ways that we couldn't possibly imagine. And, um, and we're, we're here today to help. We have offices here in San Francisco. We've got a crew over from the UK and, um, and our CEO and all of our team is up here. Please raise your hands. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to hear about your, um, we'd love to hear about your application. And you know, we, we try to have a really flexible platform. So sometimes you can rely on our rights, but if you have your own rights and say under the DMCA, we can power that too. And we have a new partner that we're announcing today, which is uh, we worked with the Experience Music Project Museum in Seattle, which is a Paul Allen funded museum and it's all about music and they used our API in an exhibit so that people can interact and they can see album art and, and post things directly into the museum. And it's a great demonstration of the flexibility of the API. 
Um, so that's really all I have. We're here, we're around today in the tech cocktail party. Come up and talk to us. We'd love to hear your ideas and I'm open to any questions if you have them. Any questions? Everyone has all of their music, uh, all of their music rights solved, clearly. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that they don't, but they're confused. Um, <laughs> maybe you could explain, like, on the, on the most basic level, like, how could someone know, like, what, what's the process of going and checking up to see what the state is of my, my music rights? Well, I, I mean, if, you, if you're an application developer, I mean, if you're an artist, you know, you need to manage your own rights. You know, you need to know where your music is being used and where you're registering all the rights. But our, you know, our focus is not so much on managing that on the artist side. Our focus is more when there is a, if you have an application and you want to have a catalog of music to be used inside that application, you can come get an API key from us and you can turn on a full catalog of music. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Hi, everybody. My name's Joe Sumner and I'm in the way, actually. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good start. Yes. Uh, I'm the, uh, the founder of a company called Viclone. I started off as a musician. Uh, in fact, I may end up as a musician. But uh, I looked out at a concert and millions of people were filming my... Millions. I say millions, it was probably ten. People were filming my shows with their cell phones. So imagine, if you will, I was here giving you a little ukulele concert. And, uh, you know, my fans, such as they are, were filming me. In this case, there's going to be two fans, both of which are me. So we invented a video camera app. Um, you can see here it says Japantown. Two people are nearby. I hope you can see that anyway. As soon as I press record on this device, it'll tell me that one person is filming. And as soon as I press record on both devices, it'll tell me that both people are recording. They just happen to be here at, at the concert, which is, which is so awesome. OK, here we go. Words are very unnecessary. They, hello, hello, can only do harm. Thank you very much. That was my incredible performance. That so was now, a joke clap. You all fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> so both of these fans, and there could be up to, you know, infinite number of them. Now, it's going to take about as long as that movie was, which is about 30 seconds. What we'll have is two, mo two movies coming together in the cloud, being perfectly synchronized and edited within the time it takes to actually upload it, pretty much. What I propose is everybody who goes to any event should film using Viclone and make a movie all together, rather than having your one single shaky angle stuff. We're the leading technology in this field. We have competitors, almost. <laughs> we have competitors, but we have by far the most the slickest back-end technology, and we want to speak to all the people involved with rights, all of that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'll speak to you in a second. Anyway, thank you very much. I'm Joe from Viclan. Yeah, so I mean, there's lots of video, like ways to record live video content and all sorts of other stuff. Why, why should I use this instead of just posting directly to Facebook or Path or one of the many other apps. So if you post, well, if you use Viclone, you're connected to everybody who's at the show with you immediately. So, But aren't they watching it live? They're probably videoing as well. Well, this is a, a, a truth of the fact that what happens now is people are watching it live and videoing it from all around the room. 
you're not going to want to hear this, but I, I, I just can't stand everyone at concerts like holding up their phone the whole time. It's like, I, I heard a comic put it, it was like, it's like, I, I want to watch this, but now's not good for me. Maybe later and smaller. I 100% agree with you. I, I absolutely agree with you, but it's happening anyway. And I actually would say that if you think you're going to get all of the angles from other people, you might film for like a minute. We actually partner with artists who uh, get people to film one song and then encourage them to put their, their phones away. So I absolutely agree with you. It's, it's really annoying. Okay, if you pitch it as that, then I love it. <laughs> it's, that's absolutely where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm a musician myself and I've, I'm into the rock and roll experience of real stuff, but when people are doing stuff, I want to exploit their existing behaviors and make them better. Cool, we got some questions. In the meantime, if you guys, if you want to, uh, if you're tweeting about this or you want to check out more coverage, you can see all the people up there. As, uh, there's people like me and all the other cool presenters. <laughs> so well, there was an app called Color, which did pretty much the same thing but with pictures, which didn't do that well. Yep. Uh, so what makes you think there's a market ready for this? Well, the fact that people video together and they don't make something compelling you have one person filming at a concert, for example, it's not interesting. If you have multiple angles, it becomes interesting. Photographs, as Instagram has proven, you can, you can make one angle look very interesting. So it's different in that, in that way. Also, I don't think we'll pivot after three days. <laughs> uh, do you have an example of uh, one of the <clears throat> resulting movies from like a whole bunch of... Sure, you know, you know what, I'll, uh, I'll get this guy back out. We worked with Jason Mraz. Here's a fan's eye view. Right there. If you look closely, Jason actually leans down and records with his phone. And then we integrate a professional camera into that. So from this behavior of just videoing yourself on your cell phone, you actually get all of this kind of interaction directly with the artist. You're making something that's actually useful for the band. They can, they can take those assets and use them however they want. Yeah, I like that example. Because he, he was the first artist to really get involved with what we're doing directly. It edits algorithmically in the cloud uh, using really smart algorithms, uh, which I can, I can show you how it... In fact, let me see if uh, the movie I made may already be back. Here you go. So that, that took, I mean, a minute, and then I kind of freaked out and went off the stage. But it was done three minutes ago. So it, it, it edits automatically in the cloud. Also, you can do something like this. Uh, we have an editor in the phone. I'm just going to show this. So here are my two cameras. I'm editing between those two sources right now. That's my timeline. That's my preview. Crazy MTV movie done. Uh, we have four, four cameras available on the, on the uh, phones right now, but we're moving to web. We can have up to 16. And that's going to be awesome. All right, I've taken up too much time. Thank you, and sorry for freaking out. <laughs> No problem. You saved me. <laughs> so now we have another quick announcement about our next presentation. Hi, I'm Diana Sankovic from Mox, and I'm very pleased to introduce the final segment of the demo session here today. On behalf of the 12th Music Tech Summit, we're very pleased to announce the hand-selected finalists of the Innovator Showcase. Each startup will have a chance to give a 90-second elevator pitch here on the stage in front of you and we'd ask that you give them your full attention. And after the session is over, 
They will be available at the table outside of the doors. With that, we'll have the first startup. All right, so hi, I'm uh, Carlos Cashman from QNotes. And uh, what Q, it's C-U-E and O-T-E-S, by the way, not the letter Q. Um, what QNotes is, is a basically a music commentary ecosystem. And uh, so basically, think of, think of SoundCloud music commenting, if you've seen that, allowing you to comment at any point in the song, at any time you want, but taken, made it independent of the music and the source of the music and where you're getting it. So you can be listening to songs on your iPhone, and you can pull it up and you can see commentary in real time, made social, scrolling by with the song. You could be listening to music on Pandora, you could be on Spotify, wherever. We've created this layer of metadata around music that exists separately of the music. And we can tie it back to any individual song at any point in that song at any time. Um, so it's, you know, to, to those of us who are old enough, it's sort of the VH1 pop-up video experience. I don't know if everybody remembers that, but you know, made social, made real time and connected. Um, but uh, we used to call it social liner notes, but we realized everybody under 35 had never heard of a liner note. But uh, the company was founded by musicians and uh, the idea was really to, to, to be able to be the place where fans and musicians come together to talk about, and experts and whomever, to talk about music. Um, and uh, you know, you can, uh, musicians can talk about, this is how we got this killer guitar lick at this, you know, 142 into this song. Um, here's who sat in on drums for a few minutes. So, um, you know, uh, Fred Durst, uh, if you look at his tweets, recently tweeted that QNotes is the best app in the App Store. Um, we've been very quiet. We, we've been out for about a month. Um, haven't been talking. It's been a sort of a public beta. Our new release just came out today, so today we're actually announcing and saying here we are. Uh, we have a whole bunch of global uh, uh, artists that will be announcing with us soon, too, to be doing keynotes. That's all I got. <laughs> everyone. I'm Rich Wolf. This is my co-founder, Eden Sherry, from Mutu. So in one line, Mutu is like Pandora, but with music videos. But it's so much more than that. Eden's going to get this up, and we'll start showing it to you. So it's like you go to YouTube, and you're looking at images. You're searching for stuff. We've got a lot of first-to-market innovations like video browsing. Yeah, this isn't going well. It's uh, YouTube videos with machine learning. You type in an artist. You can search through your friends. Crash. OK, we're done. Thank you very much. It's like music video Pandora, but you can also find things through your friends. It takes all of your friends' Facebook likes and it'll set up channels. So they can, there we go. Okay, so we got a lot of cool features. One of them is video browsing. The idea of why am I staring at an image when I'm actually looking for a video. Okay, and that's the end. Thank you very much. Hey, we promote, we, we're into failure around here in Silicon Valley, so it's all right, no big deal. It's a really cool idea, though. I mean, I think that there's a lot, considering the amount of time that's spent on YouTube and how discovery is like just not that great there. I mean, you really are trusting a pretty blind algorithm. There's not a lot of way to teach YouTube what you really like. Uh, and so I think there's huge opportunity here for this. So better luck next time. <laughs> no, no I, I'm sure it's awesome. Let's, uh, yeah, so what, so, yeah, so check it out, YouTube. Oh. Hi. Uh, hi. Uh, my name's uh, Joe Brilliant. Uh, my startup is called Crate Player. I would kind of describe Crate Player kind of like a Pinterest for media, but instead of photos on pin boards, what Crate Player lets you do is collect and play media from multiple sources, all in one place, like a crate. Um, but instead of vinyl, instead of re uh, vinyl records in your crate, you can have YouTube videos, SoundCloud, Vimeo, any kind of playable media content you can contain in one crate 
play it continuously and um, share it with the world. Um, so we're in a private beta. I'll be doing a demo outside if anybody wants to come check it out. Um, and what we're really trying to do is create a place for human uh, curation um, on the web. There's so much content, as Josh mentioned, on, on YouTube alone that's being played, but it's all kind of disconnected. And what we're creating is a really simple curation platform for people and bands and artists to collect their favorite media and easily play it and share it. So um, if you want to check out Crate Player, come find me. I'll, I'll be giving a demo and uh, sending out invites. And um, that's about it. Thank you. Keeping them fast and furious. <laughs> Keep rolling through. My name's uh, Chris Martinez, and I'm a co-founder of Tracked Nightlife Network. And what Tracked is, is um, it wants to be a social commerce app and website for the electronic music. Uh, we know that electronic music is blowing up right now, and live events and trying to curate that content and find out what's going on is become a problem. And there's too many companies like this all putting out information and as a user I don't know where to find that stuff. So what we're working on right now is, is build, we had a uh, beta out last year, we took it down, we've retooled it, we started building an industrial platform now. Uh, we will have a beta out at the end of June. We're going to coincide with EDC and uh, we will have a booth at Global Dance Festival as well. We had one last year, it, the response was really well, went really well and um, we're hoping to capitalize back on that again. So you can see it at tractmobile.com, T-R-A-C-T mobile.com. Cool. All right, thank Thanks. you. Hey, how you doing? Uh, my name is Ritesh, and I'm the founder at a new texting platform called The Ticket Ferry. And we are what we call an everybody wins model, so the idea of the platform is to create a mutually beneficial relationship between people running events and shows and the consumers themselves. And to that end, what we do is we provide incentives to ticket buyers to share shows once they've already paid their own money for their own ticket. And if they bring friends to the show as well, we will reward them with money back onto their credit card. And the idea is, as a promoter, it's really hard to sell your shows out. If you can crowdsource your marketing efforts and pay less upfront marketing costs and actually reward your consumers for helping you to sell out your show, then everyone wins and your consumers actually feel like they're being rewarded by you. Same time, its biggest rule of events is if no one knows about your show, it doesn't matter how good it is, people aren't going to go. So we have data feed partnerships in progress with Last FM, Songkick and Bands in Town. And we're also providing rich event pages whereby once someone actually hits the event page, it's not just a press release and a glorified checkout. It's actually a rich event page with latest tracks, biographies, stuff that, you know, social feeds from the acts, and basically information to help convert that sale once someone's there. And we're looking for tech partners and um, money. Thanks. Hi, Daniel Marks from Lyrical, L-Y-R-I-C-L-E. We're building an iOS app that takes lyrics, makes them into word cloud, picture an image with most common words, obviously a lot bigger than the words that are infrequently used. And so we built this so that people could challenge their friends to a game. I know the songs, or I know this artist better than you, and we're building a multiplayer game in iOS, and we will release probably the end of March. Thank you.
Hi, my name is Roland. I'm the co-founder of Recompose. What we do is we develop artificial intelligence technology, uh, which makes music completely interactive. So we're really talking about full interactivity. And when you think about where you apply that, the first thing that comes to mind is music composition tools. So what we have on the market today is the first intelligent music production tool that allows a producer to do things faster because the computer is assisting you in the production process and keeps you at a professional level. The next step, what we're doing and what we're opening up now is we're developing a technology framework, such a, like an API, an SDK, where we make our technologies available to people, developers that are in music applications, that are in music creation apps, fitness games, um, video games, and so on. Um, you can reach out to me on uh, Twitter handle, Roland T25. Thank you. Hi guys, my name is Hans. I'm the founder and CEO of uh, Musify and what we do is pretty simple. We are connecting people based on their music taste. So it's a great way of making new connections, meet new people and the common music taste is some sort of icebreaker and um, the matching criteria. So it's an app, you can download it for your iPhone, for your Android phone and we are very proud of our partnership with Spotify. So it's right within Spotify. And just to give you a couple of numbers, so in the first month of uh, this year, there happened over 700,000 uh, clicks in our apps. People spend more than 23 minutes on average. So there are pretty good signals out there. Yeah, so if you run a music service or music-related service and you're looking for more social layer, for more interaction and better discovery, just talk to me. So it's Musify, M-O-O-S-I-F-Y dot com. Yeah, okay, thanks a lot. I'm going to pull something up really quick, and then, well, maybe not, actually. Oh, there we go. Perfect. So my name is Julian Weiser. I'm a co-founder of Bundio. It's a direct-to-fan subscription platform. We enable anybody who creates or curates digital content to set up their own direct-to-fan subscription service. And we built it on top of Dropbox so that simply by dragging and dropping, it will go to the subscribers who have paid the monthly access fee to subscribe to the content. We're solving two problems with Bundio. Firstly, there's the issue of lack of recurring revenue for artists. And there's also the issue of a lack of recurring fan engagement. With Bundio, we generate a sustainable uh, income, a monthly recurring revenue for the artists, and then we also make it so that the fans are engaging on a more consistent basis with the creations of the people that they care about. We're at a very early stage now, but the product is live. We're working with Camper Van Beethoven um, as one of our first groups to use the service, and you can go to bit.ly um, slash camperbundio and check it out. Um, we'd love to talk to you more about the cloud subscription model. Thank you very much. Hi, everybody. I'm Dave Champagne. I'm with Local Music Vibe, and you've probably seen me around at a number of these. We've been around for about four years. Local Music Vibe is a marketplace that helps to connect uh, local artists and venues and fans and local businesses. So we bring them all together to promote live music everywhere. Uh, like I said, we've been around for about four years, but uh, just to give you a sense of how much we've been growing just recently, in the last 90 days, uh, we helped launch Bandpage Connect, uh, and we've had thousands of local artist profiles created worldwide. Uh, we've connected to hundreds of Facebook pages for venues to automatically import all of their events. For these kind of venues, this is the only event publishing mechanism that they have, realistically. And we published 
thousands of shows on Google's new field trip application that will notify music lovers whenever they're near live music. So we're pretty excited about the partnerships and the growth that we've had, and we're also excited to talk to you guys about more ways that we can grow and how we can help and support each other. So thanks for sticking around. I'll talk to you outside. And the lightning round continues. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Steven Sachs from Plug.DJ. YouTube is an amazing music source. I, I know a lot of people here are talking about a lot of other music services here, but I get a lot of music from YouTube. I know a lot of kids who get their music from YouTube. YouTube, SoundCloud, people expressing themselves worldwide. Plug.DJ is the place where they can come and enjoy music, discover music together in real time. It's not social. It's community-based. People form communities and talk to each other. We have real-time chat translation, so people can talk to each other from all around the world, breaking down language barriers. You don't need to speak the same language. We all enjoy music together. We use YouTube and we use SoundCloud because they have global licensing in place. So it doesn't matter where you live, you can all enjoy music together without having to worry about the traditional music licensing barriers. We have over 500,000 users and we're still in our beta. You can come talk to us afterwards if you want to see a demo. We have people on our site right now enjoying music together. It's an amazing place. You can talk about music. Producers come up and they, they share their production techniques with fans. It's really, really amazing site. I suggest you check it out because we're just getting started. Thank you very much. Anyone have any favorites for what they've seen so far? I really like Copper. I thought that was awesome. I, think, I don't know if that was like Copper's mom and dad or... <laughs> Somebody in the crowd just yelled, <laughs> why did the hipster burn his tongue? Because he ate the pizza while, before it was cool. <laughs> anyone, would anyone else like to take a try at telling a joke? <laughs> I'm a tech writer. I don't know what to say. Oh, yeah. Who am I? I'm the guy who's been sitting up here the whole time. I write for TechCrunch. Uh, I write all of our music coverage, or at least a lot of it. Uh, I also write a lot about Facebook, advertising technology, health tech, and anything with like a big philosophy and mission that wants to change the world. So if you know any cool startups, uh, know anybody who has funding rounds they haven't announced yet, or acquisitions that they don't want to tell anyone else about, then come tell me afterwards. Or I'll just talk with you about anything. I'll be here afterwards. Hey guys, my name is Kenzie. My company's name is called Fandrop. So let me just enlarge this for you guys. As, as Josh said, discovery is broken on the web. And that's one of the reasons I came up with the idea for, for Fandrop. Another reason we came up with this idea is because well, we just were really obsessed with how uh, content becomes viral. Yeah, there you go. All right. Why certain content becomes viral on the web. So Fandrop is a micro content sharing platform where users can collect, find, and discover the best content on the web. At the same time, users can also detect and promote virality for any kind of content. Um, you can cut and paste any part of a web page and put them into collections uh, to share to other platforms. So we soft launched in October of last year. We have millions of page views. We also have about 50 brands and uh, artists joined uh, to promote the content, promote their content on our site. Uh, we're locating SF in the Twitter building, so if there's any artists that would like to try out the site and promote their content, uh, just you know, find me afterwards. Thank you, guys.
Awesome. Well, thank you guys all for coming out here. I think if you want to go and talk to any of the startups, they'll be hanging out around afterwards. Be sure to tweet your favorites at SF Music Tech with a hashtag in front of it. And follow me at, at Josh Constein or come talk to me afterwards if you've got anything cool to talk about. And otherwise, give it up to the SF Music Tech. This is a really fun event and they're, they're doing really cool things for the music community. And thanks, Josh. This is the third time you hosted the demos, right? I, I think so. Yeah, thank you. I'm all out of jokes. <laughs>